Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, and I am the Dream Business Coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview on Dream Business Radio. I've got a really uh, great guest today. His name is Sean Shuchuk, and he comes to us from Alberta, Canada, which is, um, he explains to me, just north of um, Montana, which is kind of exciting. Anyway, um, Sean is a motivational speaker. He's a um, dynamic entrepreneur, been an entrepreneur, you know, probably uh, since high school, I think he said. But through a unique combination of knowledge and humor, Sean engages and energizes audiences to aim higher and achieve greater results. He's a dynamic motivational speaker. He not only looks at the big picture, but also the practical applications and the ability to understand risk and reward. He's the best-selling author of two books, including Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. And additionally, he's appeared in two movies. The first, The One Minute Success System, where he was featured alongside Brian Tracy. And the second, Game Changer, which he also produced. Anyway, Sean, I'm I'm really excited we were able to uh, get our calendars synced up. How are you doing today? Uh, absolutely, and thank you. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> you, you have a quite a long bio, but I, I like to I like to get right to the interview. I think that's where the, where the gold is. One of the things, and um, I have um, so I'm I'm a weekly podcast. I have a weekly podcast for over ten years. In the last ninety days, I've had about 142 people apply to be a guest. So I get to be discerning number one, and I kind of speed read because I can't read 142 <laughs> one sheets. But one of the things that caught my attention on your one sheet is something I totally believe. And it's one of the topics I want to ask you about. Sales isn't a dirty word. Heck no. You could have the greatest business card and website, but if you're not selling anything, you do not have a business. Um, so before I go in there, um, t- tell me a little bit about your background. I think in the green room, you said you, deter- you were determined in high school not to be anything but an entrepreneur or, or not to work for anybody. So tell us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. Uh, I grew up in a home where, you know, it was entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, uh, I remember as a kid, you know, Sunday morning, 3 a.m., things had to get done. I was out there working alongside my dad and um, I actually didn't like it. Um, I I was a little bit, uh, you know, kind of upset as a, as a young guy that, you know, my dad didn't uh, come home at five o'clock every night like all my friends' parents did. And I was determined to have that quote unquote normal life um that you know i thought i hadn't 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 you know benefited from when i was younger and so you know moved small town big city and i went and got a job and very quickly realized how truly unemployable i was that's i and, think um, most entrepreneurs you know, have ex- experienced that that expression i think i i think you're probably right but you know i think until you until you've been there you don't you know you don't know what you don't know and uh so I went and got, a, got another job and decided to go back to school. But one of the things I had done way back when I was about 13 years old, uh, and this will date me, of course, uh, I was reading a magazine that at the back of the magazine was a um, was a uh, an ad, I guess, something to the effect of, you know, help small businesses grow. And it was, I think, $13 for the book. I asked my parents to write a check for uh, for $13 and 
they did. And the book came in the mail and it was essentially um, a watered down version of management consulting. I read it three times, cover to cover. Uh, but, you know, I was a 13 year old kid, rural, uh, you know, farm, like what, who am I going to consult with? Who's going to listen to me? Uh, you know, the cattle down the lane don't care. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, truth be told, I put on the bookshelf, finished high school, moved away. And then um, when this, you know, whole idea of being unemployable hit me and the realization came over me that, you know, I, I was going to become an entrepreneur and that's really the way to uh, achieve, you know, freedom. Freedom is defined in three ways, the ability to do what you want, when you want and with whom you want. And I wanted that. Um, I started knocking on doors. So I have been a coach longer than coaches have existed, so to speak, uh, at least in this realm. And I've had the privilege now of working with over, well, well over 12,000 clients. And, you know, obviously in the bio you read, the, you know, the, I wrote a couple of books and a couple of movies and, uh, but the reality of this is I love working with entrepreneurs and leaders to help them grow, expand and scale, to help them get to a place where, um, you know, they experience the reason that they went into business in the first place. Yeah. You said earlier when we were talking, um, a lot of entrepreneurs don't know what they don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you help? How do you help them with that? I mean, you, you Jeff must have to spend time with each client, get to know their business, or are you talking more mindset type stuff? Well, you know, uh, all of the above. Uh, let's go back to your initial question around sales. You know, sales is not a dirty word. Sales is something you do with somebody, not to them. And there seems to be a misconception for so many people uh, around sales. And, you know, I'll step off a stage somewhere. It doesn't matter where. And inevitably, somebody's going to come up to me and say, Sean, I, I hate sales. Um, I, I dislike sales. I'm not a good salesperson. Uh, and I'll, I'll always ask the question, you know, do, do, you, uh, do you have children or are you married? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're always selling. We may not always realize. And sometimes the, the uh, you know, putting that word into play, sales, uh, gives people a, a different you know, perception of what it is we're doing. Um, sales is really just the ability to uh, help somebody see something from a perspective that they may not have, have in the past. And I think that that's the key to this. So um, the other side of, you know, what, what entrepreneurs don't, entrepreneurs, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know is uh, most people, you know, they're good at what they do. You could be a consultant, you could be an electrician, you can be, uh, you know, a, a plumber, what, whatever it is, graphic designer. And then one day to decide, hey, you know what? Um, I, I don't want to work for my boss anymore. I want to go start start my own business and I want to achieve freedom. And if there's at some level a misconception out there that, you know, I'm going to go become my own boss and I can work when I want to. And while there's truth in that, uh, we all have obligations and those obligations require a certain amount of money. And so uh, we need to generate a certain amount of money in order to either maintain or increase a lifestyle uh, that we want. And that means sometimes we get head down on the other end in the air and we miss out on opportunities because we're so focused in on what it, on what it is we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And you're probably a good, whatever you are, consultant, plumber, graphic designer. But in order to scale a business, in, order, in other words, in order to achieve the freedom that I spoke of a moment ago, what, what you really need to understand is what are those activities that I should be doing on a daily basis that move the needle, that move me in the direction of my goal or objective. For so many years, we've heard the buzzword productivity. But if I ask people, what does that actually mean? They're like, well, more. Uh, yeah, there's truth to that. But it's not just about more. The, the idea of productivity is any action step or activity that moves you in the direction of your goal or objective. The other side of that coin is you know, high leverage. Are you engaged in activities today that's not high leverage for you? And the, the answer to that question for most entrepreneurs is, unfortunately, yes. 
I remember uh, a client, they came on board with me and the first day that we were kind of working together, I was going to go visit the following day and the, it was a husband and wife. They built a company from the, you know, the, the bedroom in the basement up to about $25 million a year. And she phoned me that evening, right before five o'clock. She said, Sean, I had the most amazing day. We accomplished so much. I said, that's amazing. And we keep talking. And she said, oh yeah, you know, all the staff are leaving. It's five o'clock. She said, my husband and I have to stay an extra couple hours. I said, oh, what, what are you working on? She goes, well, someone's got to clean the bathroom and empty waste paper baskets. And I said, whoa, whoa, time out. Beg your pardon. Do what? Because at the end of the day, we could caught up in those things that quote unquote need to get done. And yes, waste paper baskets need to get emptied. I get that. But when we're engaging as, as the leaders, as the entrepreneurs, as the driver of this, whatever it happens to be, whatever business if you're investing time into something that doesn't produce the results or the outcomes that you intended to when you got into business, why are you doing it? That means it's non-productive for you. You should not be doing it. And you can't scale a business until you know what you should not be doing. Wow. $25 million and the owners are cleaning the bathrooms. That's that's, that's, that's a little problem there. Um, but, but, you know, on the, on the same client, I went in, I went in uh, you know, two days before payroll, they had about 35 or 37 staff and the boardroom table was covered with spreadsheets that had been printed out and taped together. And I said to the, and it was the, you know, the, the wife of the couple that was handling that side of things. And I said, what, what, what is this? She goes, well, it's payroll in a couple of days. I said, well, I understand that, but what's all the spreadsheets? Well, she says, um, it's for payroll. I said, but don't you have Ceridian or, you know, someone to help you with payroll? She said, yeah, but we have to give them the numbers. And she had three of her staff in there. I said, you know, we got a lot of staff. And she goes, oh, she's, they're already on payroll. They don't cost us anything. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when you start to understand what it takes to grow, expand, and scale a business, when we are focused in what we call HLAs, high leverage activities, those things that move us in the direction we want to go, that allow us to actually achieve freedom, which for most people was the reason they got into business in the first place, it changes the dynamic. Engage in those things every morning when you get up. When entrepreneurs say to me, Sean, I don't know what to do in the morning. It's those things you don't want to do. Do yeah. those things you least desire. Those things that frustrate you. Get them out of the way at 8 o'clock in the morning. Don't push them and relegate them to the back of the desk. Don't ignore them because when they become fires, all of a sudden you're investing time into something that's non-productive. And if yep. you ignore them, they become fires. Yeah. Put them out. Sean, you just also say something, you can't manage time and you know <laughs> the speed of business has greatly increased. Talk a little bit about that if you would. You can't manage time. So for you know probably the last three or four generations, we've been told we need to manage our time. And I understand the premise behind that, but the reality of it is you can't manage time. You get all there is. You can't stop that watch on your wrist. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, it comes down to managing the activities and the time that you're blessed with. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying just a moment ago. What are those things you're doing that moves the needle? What are those high leverage activities that you have to be engaged in that move you in the direction you want to go? Because if we're just head down on the other end in the air, focused on the transactional aspects of what has to happen on a daily basis, we don't grow in any way, personally or professionally. The company doesn't grow. And so what are those activities? What are you doing? You know, and here's another aspect of this as well. Uh, think of it, I'm a simple guy, so think of it from these terms. Think of a grain farmer. If when that grain is ready in the fall time, they don't take that crop off. It's going to snow and the grain will be no good. They'll just have to turn it under. So you have a window of time. So for example, if you're in business 
you are selling or you're not in business, full stop. Every business is a sales organization. You have the hours between, say, eight and five to, to have conversations with potential clients. You can't talk to them at 10 or 11 o'clock at night in most cases. So take advantage of the harvest times, that those business hours and the things that you can do, I don't care, it's drafting copy for your website or writing whatever it is you do that has to be done. It does have to get done, but do it after harvest time, after business hours. Um, you know, we get caught up, right? I spent eight hours or 10 hours today uh, writing copy for my website. I had someone say that to me about three weeks ago, one of our clients said, well, I'm glad you're, you know, working on this and getting it done. I said, but do you think it would have, it would have been better if we did that, you know, over the course of a week at, you know, seven o'clock at night for an hour, hour and a half. And that's kind of the key. Um, you, you can't, you know, like, listen, you can go make more money, but you can't get more time. Very, very true. Um, I think I read you, you said um, something about a proven three-step method to massively boosting productivity. Can you describe that a little bit, if you would? I, I'll, I'll touch on one. And I think what's uh, what's really important here is when you get clear on the top three things that you should be doing on a daily basis in order to increase productivity. So for example, um, every day you should be investing. I don't care how big your business is. I don't care how many clients you have or you, you think you, you want to have. Um, how much time do you spend every day on business generation? Now, that may not be knocking on doors or may not be sending out emails, although it may. But what are you doing to generate business today? Because what happens to a lot of entrepreneurs is they get caught up. And they go and get two, three, four, five, ten clients, whatever it looks like, and they start working with them depending on what the business is. And um, if it's service-based business, you know, some of these clients may be around for a month or two, six, twelve, whatever the case may be. And so we get busy doing what it is we're good at. And you know, Michael e. Gerber, uh, author of Emeth, says, you know, just because you've gone and incorporated a company and you're a good consultant or plumber doesn't make you an entrepreneur. Most most so-called entrepreneurs are technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. So just because you're really, really good at something, um, you know, you have to change the sort of perspective of how you of how you work through that. And what you really want to be able to do is understand what those 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 three things are. If you go to more than three, typically we default to doing nothing. So, you know, business gen, how much time, you know, Dan Kennedy, one of the foremost leaders in the marketing realm, says 70% of your time should be invested into business gen. So how much time are you investing into generating business so you don't have the peaks and valleys? The truth of the matter is, if you go peaks and valleys, uh, eventually you're going to go so far down into a valley, you don't come out. And what I mean by that is you've got two, three, four, five, ten clients, and you're working with them, and they're happy, and all of a sudden the agreement or the contract comes to an end, and, and there's no business, and there's no money coming in as a result of that. So then we, we, we're rushing, and we're going crazy to get more contracts, and we go get some more clients and contracts, and we sign them up again. And we're working with them and then all of a sudden they come to an end and we're back, you know, doing that that dive. So, you know, when we start to understand how business needs to work in order to grow, expand and scale, we start to eliminate some of those challenges. So the first one is what should you be doing? What are those three high leverage activities you need to be doing to achieve what it is you've set out? The predetermined objective for your organization, for yourself um, and, and, and execute that. I mean, there should be very little exceptions. You know, if someone's not feeling well and they're in the hospital and it's unfortunate, yeah, okay, I get that. But outside of that, this is what you should be doing on a regular basis. And then the other side is, you know, how much time do you invest in yourself? Okay, and so that's kind of the number two uh, that you re that you, you referred to, Jim. Um, you know, how much time do I invest in me? And, you know, I, long before I'm way behind the curve, I have two young kids. 
long before I had children, I made a commitment to myself that I would invest a great deal of time with them. And I've built, you know, our company, I've built the structure so that, you know, I get to go and spend time with them. Right. And that's that's something I intentionally did. And I think that's important. Right. I get to go spend time in the Rockies tomorrow afternoon with my family. Uh, a lot of people don't have that or haven't built it that way intentionally. That's so true. You know, I was um, checking out uh, your book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Results. I want to ask you about a couple of the chapters in there. Number one, um, <clears throat> create your own economy. W- what do you mean by that? Uh, good question. Uh, way back when I wrote that manuscript, um, I was, and for those of you listening, uh, Bob Proctor, uh, you know, very well-known author, speaker, uh, appeared in the movie and book The Secret back in 2006. Um, I was still working as a matter of fact, he was my first coach and he wrote the forward to that book you're, you're talking about for me. Uh, but, um, we, uh, allow outside forces, outside ideas to impact us. So many of us get engaged with whatever news network we decide we like and we want to watch or engage with. And just because somebody on TV or someone online uh, has indicated what is or is not happening doesn't mean necessarily that's the gospel truth, nor does it necessarily apply to us. And I'll be very open and honest with you. I don't watch the news. If we go back to 2008, there were more, and this is really interesting, there were more billionaires created in 2008 and 9 than any other time in history. And the reason for that is they were they acknowledged that there was challenges and problems, but they also learned from them and sought out the opportunities as a result. If we go back to the 1930s, the Depression, more millionaires were created than any other time in history in that two or three year period, 1929 through about 1931. And again, for the same reasons we're talking so creating your economy is, is making a decision of what you're going to do and going out and executing. Does that mean there's not going to be obstacles? No, there'll be obstacles. There are going to be challenges that come your way. And it's not whether or not they happen. It is inevitable that you're going to encounter challenges. It's what you do when you encounter the challenges. Listen, I've been I've been doing this for 28 years. We were talking about this, Jim, and you know, prior to getting on the air. And I still encounter challenges every day. And there, for most people, though, uh, they look at it as a, as a brick wall. They can't see through. They can't get through. They can't get uh, up, over, around. And the reality of it is, in most cases, it's not about a brick wall. It's typically fear. You know, Bob Proctor used to call it the terror barrier. You can't see through it in reality. It's made out of paper mache. So there's a reality here about from a mindset. And you referred to that a little bit earlier in, in our conversation. Um, what is it you really and truly want? If you want something and you've made an irrevocable decision that you're going to achieve it, you're going to get there, it's going to happen, nothing will stop you. But if you look at something, well, that'd be really nice. And we get up out of the easy chair and we make our way over there and we see this, you know, it appears to be this big brick wall. We go, yeah, it's too difficult for me. And we go right back to our comfort zone, that, that little framework we've created for ourselves where we feel good. Yeah, the safe zone, so to speak. What's that? The safe zone, so to speak. Yeah, 100%. If you're going to go out there and you're going to grow, there's only one reason for a goal. And if you don't know what it is, then you're in in some challenging times because a goal is for only one thing, and that's growth. If you already know how to do something, it's not a goal. If you generated $100,000 last year and you tell me your goal for next year is 100 grand, that's not a goal. You already know how to do it. But as you you set that goal at a million dollars, you did a hundred grand last year, 
that's a challenge to get there. And it should motivate, inspire, and scare you all at the same time. Otherwise, it's not doing its job. Yeah. Sean, you open the book, um, Change Your Mind, Change Your Results, talking about paralysis. Is that, I mean, I know the expression paralysis by analysis. Are you referring to that or something different? Certainly that. Um, so many people get so caught up, mired in the minutia. And, uh, you know, I've got a gentleman right now that I was at an event in Dallas, so probably a month or two ago, and ended up meeting, just having a conversation. I didn't even speak. I was an attendee. I was there. I was there to learn and grow. And we started talking and, you know, um, this individual is phenomenal. He's one of the best speakers I've seen that I didn't know. Like he got up, someone invited him to speak. He got up for 10 or 15 minutes and he, it was, I, I was blown away. Uh, smart guy, but he can't pull himself away from the day job because there's uh, some uh, so-called security and there isn't really, but that's just a perception thing. And this has been going on for this amazing individual for 20 years. And even, you know, we talked about him working with me and he said, well, if you believe in me, you should just work for me for free. That's not a reality. If you're serious about doing something, make a decision. Are you going to encounter challenges? Oh my goodness, they're going to happen. And sometimes they're big and sometimes they're crazy. And sometimes, you know, I don't know what your belief system is. You're going to say your prayers and, and you're going to turn to the universe, whatever you believe. But at the end of the day, if you're serious about something and you make that decision, that's what's involved. Back in 2008 or nine, I was being interviewed on a statewide radio show in Florida. And uh, we're chatting. It was an hour long interview and we were probably, I don't know, 40 minutes in and, excuse me, uh, went to commercial, came back and there was someone else in the line. And this guy said, hi, Sean. He said, uh, I'm the co-host. I didn't even know that there was a co-host on the show, but mm -hmm. he said, listen, he said, just before the break, you had said that that no matter where you come from, no matter who your parents are, what level of education you have, what city you have, how you grew up, any of these, any of these, it, there's an opportunity. But you have to go look for the opportunity. You have to be willing to do what it takes to get there. And most people aren't ready. So again, he says you sound, you know, very much like you know this is sort of the the democratic approach to this. That you know everything for everybody. And he went on for a few more minutes, and he said, "Do you have a response?" And I was quiet for probably a good six or seven seconds. And he said, are you there? I said, yes, I'm here. And what happened was he tried to politicize something that I had shared. And I said to him, I said, politics is no place in this. There are people today in the United States that are suffering as a result of what's gone on over the last year and a half or two years that today don't have homes or jobs. And right now you're turning this in, in, into politics. This has nothing to do with politics. If you want something in life, if you are prepared to do what it takes, and you're prepared to, to seek it out and do those things that it's that's required to achieve a certain level of success, to build a company, have a certain level of, of money or lifestyle that's available to you. 100%. Right? The, the American dream works if you work. Well, the second part, I was on an inter I was on an interview earlier and talked about Think and Grow Rich. I, they wouldn't have sold as many books, but if they put Think, Act and Grow Rich, it'd probably be a little more appropriate <laughs> to the reality of it. Um, I got about three three more minutes with you, Sean. I want to ask you about, um, I think it was chapter four, The Power of You. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah, you know something? You have been gifted. Every single person listening to our conversation, Jim, right now has been endowed or gifted with more than they could possibly fathom. You know, they say that the last unexplored frontier is the human mind. It is powerful beyond belief. And I don't want to go down too far down a rabbit hole. Um, but 
listen, at the end of the day, you know, people say to me, Sean, how did you get where you are? How did you build so many companies or how have you worked with so many people? And it comes down to making that irrevocable decision to say, I'm going to do this. Was it easy? I guess it depends on your definition of easy, but I mean, I still work hard and I've been doing this for longer than most. And you have this ability of Bob Proctor used to say the, the, um, um, he talked about potential a great deal and the unexcavated potential that, that, you know, we have to help you extract. And I think there's a key behind this. Every single person listening to our conversation right now, Jim, has the ability to do whatever it is they want to. Now, I'm not advocating you practice law or medicine without a license, but if you decide you want to live a certain lifestyle, there's nothing that stops you. There's nothing that says, you know what, I'm going to go start building a side hustle. And in six months, I'm going to put a date on the calendar in six months, I'm going to go see my boss and I'm going to thank him with my letter of resignation for the opportunity. And I'm going to go, you know, head down in the other end in the air and I'm going to make this initiative happen. And then in 24 months, I'm going to make sure I'm at a place financially where, you know, maybe I decide I want to work a little bit less or I want to travel more or whatever those things are that are important to you, you know, your spouse, your family, whatever that, that picture looks like. So, you know, when you realize and you understand that you already have this, it changes. When we're waiting for something to happen or land in our laps or waiting for someone else to do something, I promise you the outcome isn't going to be the same. Very, very good. Sean, what a great, what a great um, interview. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure people want to get more from you. Um, do you have a website, a blog, or how do you want them to uh, connect Absolutely. with you? Please go to changeyourresults.com changeyourresults.com. You can click on the store there too and see all kinds of books and journals and all that that I've had the privilege to, to put together over the course of the years and lots of information on, on myself and our team. That's awesome. Sean, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. By the way, that's a great URL <laughs> um, because, you know, if you said go to uh, seanshuchuk.com, you know, how do you spell that? But, you know, that's a great URL. So you're obviously a great marketer too. Thank you so much, Sean. Greatly appreciate your time today. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this fun interview with Sean. By the way, I would listen to this one again. There's a lot of nuggets. I know I talk fast, so I try and squeeze as much information as I can into about 28 minutes. But definitely go to his website, check out his books, Daily Motivation, and also Change Your Mind and Change Your Life. No, Change Your Results. Sorry about that. And um, anyway, my name is Jim Palmer. I'm the host of this podcast. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. Remember, you get all six of my books for free in digital format at Amazon and Kindle. Barnes and Noble has Nook books, and they're in the iBook store. It's part of my legacy building program. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.